0: Hey, how's it going? I'm Andy Jones and this is episode 101 of the Photography Side Hustle podcast. Now, if you haven't entered the giveaway that I mentioned last week, you have until Friday the 21st of April at 11.59pm. Why I decided on midnight is beyond me, because I'm going to have to be up to make sure that no one logs in after that. Anyway, I'll announce the winners in next week's episode. There's going to be eight of them, so... Get in there if you're not in already. So this week's episode is courtesy of John Singh, who's a member of the Facebook group. He asked for an episode about photo organization for beginners, the best ways to store photo, export them and send them to your clients. So let's get started with organization. Now, this is extremely important. If you can start using a system to organize your images right now, you won't have a problem finding a photo shoot in 10 years from now. Now, I wasn't very organized when I started out, mainly because Lightroom wasn't around when I started out. It came a few years later. Now, I had a folder system that only I could understand. And years later, not knowing which drives the photos from my early photo shoots were on caused me a little bit of stress. Once I started using Adobe Lightroom, Well, when I started using it properly, which was quite a few years later, my folder system was easier to use. Everything was just, it was in an obvious place. Lightroom is made for photographers and it can solve all your needs. So I'm gonna advise you to use Lightroom. There are other things out there that I haven't used, so I'm not gonna talk about those. All I can give you information on is Lightroom. So let's look at how it works. So the first thing you're going to come across is a catalogue. Now Lightroom uses catalogues to organise the images. A catalogue is a data file that stores the name, location and edit settings that you use. It doesn't contain any photos, it's just a data file. It just knows where everything is, that's all it does. Now there are two ways that you can use catalogues. You can either have just one catalogue for every image you shoot, or a new catalogue for each session that you shoot. In the early days of Lightroom, the catalogue system wasn't that good. As a catalogue got bigger, it slowed down, and it just didn't work too well. That was why I started using a new catalogue for each session that I did. Today, large catalogues aren't a problem. You can have millions of images in them, and it doesn't cause any problem. So I would advise you to just use one catalogue. The next step down the ladder is folders. When you import your images into Lightroom, they're put into the folder of your choice. Now this is where you want Lightroom to name the folders using the year, month and day format. By using this method, you keep all your images in sequence. They're not, you know, here, there and everywhere. But how do you know what images are in that folder if it just says year, month and day? Well, You rename the folder after it's created. You keep the year, month, day part of it and add to the end of it, such as 2023-04-16. And then after it, you write Smith wedding or Jones portrait or whatever it is, an identifier that you know. Well, you have to leave that date in front of it. Now, if you rename images, folders, or move them around outside of Lightroom, Lightroom won't have a clue where those images are so you need to use Lightroom to make any changes to your file system your images whatever it is renaming all has to be done through Lightroom it manages everything and because of that everything will run really smoothly. Now the next Lightroom tool you can use to organize your photos is keywording. Now I don't use this as often as I should and it's It's annoying because you've got to use that for every shoot. If you miss one out and you want to search for something, it doesn't show up, it's just not there. So keywording makes finding images super easy. All you have to do when you've imported your photos is add words to remind you in the keywording panel. So if the session was a family portrait session for the Smith family in a park on a river, you would use the keywords such as Smith, riverside park or whatever the park's called salmon river or whatever the river's called and family portraits if it was a wedding put wedding years later when you want to use an image from that shoot but you can't remember the family name or even the location but you do remember certain pictures if you search for family portraits you'll get a list of every family portrait session that you've done you can then click on each result that appears on the screen and the images will appear below and you'll see the people that are in them and obviously you'll be able able to identify it. If the only thing that you remember is that the park was on the Salmon River because there's obviously there's going to be lots of different parks along the river, you can just do a quick search for Salmon River and it'll give you every session that you've tagged with it. You might have done five but it'll give you the five results. You can click on them and see which one it was, and you'll be able to identify it even quicker. Now, next, Lightroom offers labels and attributes. These are ways to mark and rank your images. The first one is flags, and you get the option of a black flag or a white flag. I use this to mark images when I'm deleting or culling right at the very beginning, and it really speeds it up. So if you come to an image and it's out of focus, you don't like it for any reason, you black flag it. You can do it quickly by just pushing the letter X. If you like an image, you push P for pick, apparently, uh, and it gives it a white flag. Then when you've finished, you know, you might have a thousand images. You just go through them quickly and you cull out all the ones and delete them that you don't like. The next way of labeling them is colors. Now you can add one of five colors to an image, And it's something that I've never used. But it all depends on how your brain works. If you can rank using colours, then use it. Like I said, you've got to use whatever is best for you. Personally, I find the next one, which is star rating, much easier to use. And the star rating allows you to rate an image with one to five stars, which in my head makes everything way more sense. Five stars is way better than one star. But like I said, whichever one works best for you, Use it. When you search for Smith or family portraits and you get the photos from the shoot on the screen, you can then add five star ratings to the search. It'll only display photos from the Smith session that you rated five stars. So, if you want to put together the best images from that photo shoot for the customer, it's a simple way to do it. Next is location information. This is another organizational tool. You can put in the location details, basically the address that you took the images for all or just one photo. doesn't matter. Say if you're doing a family portrait shoot. Once you've culled all the ones you don't want, you just highlight all the images in the bottom bar and you put an address in. And you do it for all the images that are highlighted. It's another very useful tool, similar to keywords, but more based on the address, basically. Now, the next thing that Lightroom allows you to do is make collections. Now, a collection isn't a folder full of files. It's similar to a music playlist on Apple or even Amazon, or I can't remember the name of the other one. But the photos stay where they are, and the collection is just a list of images in their different locations. And when you click on that collection, all the images that you pick for it come onto the screen. Using a collection of your best images is a great way to put your portfolio together and it can be ever-changing. Every time you do a shoot and you like one of the images, you can pop it into a collection and go on from there. Now, let's say that you don't want to use Lightroom. Well, that's fine, but you need to come up with a way to organize your images. It is possible, I'm sure you could do it yourself, but when you start getting really busy, you're going to wish that you started with Lightroom because you're going to get overwhelmed. And if you can just type in one word and find the images you're looking for, it's going to be so much easier than searching through piles and piles of folders and folders folders that you named in a weird way, then you changed to a different format, then you changed again. Just go with Lightroom. It's so much easier. Okay, next we're going to cover storage. Now, some people try to keep all their photos on their computer, but at some point that computer is either going to die or it's going to get so full that it struggles to do anything. The best option is to use external hard drives to store your photos. I would advise you get a four terabyte drive instead of four one terabyte drives. Having to constantly change drives can be annoying and it's going to slow you down. Make sure you buy SSD or solid state drives, not the old fashioned ones with a like a compact disc that floats inside. You want to go with a solid state drive, the smaller, lighter, and have no moving parts that can break. A four terabyte drive will store over 170,000 raw images from my 24 megapixel camera. So, a hun- 170,000. If you want to buy an upgradable system, say you do video as well, you're better looking at the Network Attached Storage, NAS. They come, it's like a small box that takes uh, any number, depending on how much you want to spend, maybe four or five different hard drives in them, and they'll have backup for 60 or 128 gigs. And again, if you do video, I'm sure you will go through a lot of it, but if you're just doing photos, you don't really need anything like that unless you're shooting a wedding every day of 2,000 images. And it, it could get up there in 10 years. But And then again, you don't know what camera you're going to be using in five years' time. The camera might be a 150 megapixel. It might be 200 p- megapixel with technology changing all the time. So think about the future when you're buying stuff to store your images on. So next we're going to cover backing up. This is something you have to do. I heard a pro photographer on YouTube say that he has four copies of his work at any one time one on the computer, one in the cloud, and he has two external hard drives. One of the external hard drives is stored at a different location altogether. So I think he takes one hard drive home with him. I thought at the time that this was a little bit of overkill. But what happens if your home, bur- like if your house burns down? or you're burgled and you lose everything. Then you only have the cloud storage to fall back on. And if you did a shoot the day before, maybe you did uh, an important commercial shoot, or you just shot someone's wedding, and you might not have finished uploading all the images to the cloud. Generally, uploading to the cloud, most people do it overnight. Just leave a computer running and everything gets up there. I think at least you should use a cloud storage account, and one external drive, and keep that drive in, say, your garage if it's detached, or your garden shed, or take it to work with you and leave it there. That way you have three copies. Now, cloud storage is getting less expensive all the time. I've started using a company called Backblaze. B-A-C-K-B-L-A-Z, or Z if you're down south, E. So Backblaze, I'll put a link in the, in the show notes for them. They cost a massive $7 a month for unlimited backup. Or if you pay for a year in advance, it's only $70. So it's less than you get two months free. That unlimited doesn't just mean photos and videos. It means you can back up your whole computer if you want. Like I said, I'll put a link in the show notes. And there is a free option as well, which I'll link to. Next is editing and exporting. So once you've finished editing your raw files, you need to export them as JPEGs. Now to keep everything nice and tidy, you need to have a have a subfolder within the session folder, but you need to do this from inside of Lightroom. It's really easy to do. You just right click on the folder on the left-hand side of the screen and choose create a folder inside, and then it'll say the folder name. And you just call it something like JPEGs or finished photos or anything, anything you like. As long as you're consistent that you do it in every one, everything will work out fine. That puts all the images from that session into the same place and it's super easy to find. Okay, so let's have a look at showing your customer images. Well, the best way to show your customers their photos is to use an online gallery. Now, there are so many options out there. I did a quick look and I wasn't even going to start naming them. They were just, it was endless. All you got to do is do a Google search for online photography galleries and check them all out and make a decision. Some of these options let you sell your images through the gallery. But what I don't like about these services is that you need to upload the full sized file to the gallery. These sites sometimes charge a percentage of the sale which can add up and you have to use the photo lab that they are linked to. Your best option is to set up galleries on your own website and also take payment through the website. That puts you in control of everything and there isn't a middleman taking a 10 or 15% cut. I think you should use the galleries to show your customers and arrange the print in yourself. You keep control of your product quality and if you sell digital files, put them on a thumb drive and mail them or deliver them yourself. Handing over a USB drive isn't as impressive as delivering a large frame print, but it can be improved on. Did you know that you can buy personalised USB sticks with your logo printed on them? Or customised boxes to present the USB drive? Do a Google search for custom USB boxes or custom USB drives. There's loads out there and some of them are quite reasonable. So use galleries to show your customers the photos, prepare their orders yourself, and make more profit. Okay, I think that's it for this episode. Don't forget to enter the giveaway. You can enter over at photographysidehustle.com. If you have any questions or an idea even for an episode like John did, you can contact me through the Facebook group or through Facebook Messenger, and there's a link for that in the show notes also. Right then, I'll talk to you soon. Bye.